What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 131 Podcast. Today is episode 49 and Acorn. This is going to be a pretty heavy episode. we got a lot to cover. We're going to go through the Seattle picks. We're going to go through the NHL entry draft. We're going to go through signings. We're going to go through the trades. It's going to be pretty heavy. What's going on, dude? Not too much, man. We haven't really uh, had an episode this heavy probably in a while. Early this year, we gave our predictions of how we thought the uh, the divisions would align. But yeah, with Seattle, uh, the, their team they picked, their draft picks, the actual NHL draft, and then some trades. Uh, this is going to be a longer one than we've been typically doing probably the last two to three months, but uh, let's get into it. And on top of that, we did say that we're probably going to split episode 49 into three separate parts just due to free agency occurring tomorrow. Um, and then we'll get into more of... Uh, some of the other sh- uh, other shit later in the week, but yeah, let's let's start here. Yeah, man. So let's go down uh, through Seattle's picks. This is definitely subject to change, but I'm just gonna run through the list of names real quick. All right. So starting from alphabetical order: Hayden Fleury, Tyler Pitlick, Jeremy Lazan, Will Borgen, Mark Giordano, Morgan Geeky, John Quenvel, Jonas Donskoy, Gavin Bayreuther, Jamie Oleksiak, Dennis Chalowski. Adam Larson, Chris Drieger, Curtis McDermott, Carson Soucy, Kale Fleury, Kelly Yarncroke, Nathan Bashan, Jordan Eberle, Colin Blackwell, Joey Decord, Carson Twarinski, Brandon Tanev, Alexander True, Vince Dunn, Yanni Gord, Jared McCann, Cole Lind, Vitek Vanacek, and Mason Appleton. They went in a completely different way than you and I structured our teams. They decided that they're going to spend money in free agency. And one thing we have to keep in mind here is some of these guys could just get signed by other teams tomorrow that are pending UFAs. Um, We don't have that off the top of our head, but uh, Seattle also could trade some players and just acquire draft picks. I think the way they went about this was they're not – building this team for this year they're building this team for the next three to out three to five years which i think with teams having more time to figure out who they wanted to keep when compared to when vegas did it i think that changed the way ron francis thought about structuring this roster compared to when um george mcphee built the knights yeah that's a pretty good assessment i think I think you and I were both veteran heavy. We wanted this team, you know, they might have followed the Vegas blueprint, but who do you think was your surprise pick? Who who do you think they should have taken, but they didn't take? Honestly, uh, they signed him today uh, out of St. Louis was, I mean, I do like Vince Dunn as a defenseman they signed from St. Louis, but I thought it was either going to be Jaden Schwartz or Vladimir Tarasenko. But I believe if the, if the Seattle team were to get Tarasenko at that time, it was going to be to take him and then trade him. I don't think he was ever going to play in Seattle. I should have stated that in my when I drafted, when we did the draft, why I took him. But uh, I'm not, I'd say, you know what? Probably the, the biggest one that surprised me is they took Vitek Vanacek out of Washington. I thought they would have took one of those three D that they had left out. Uh, Brendan Dillon was one. Justin Schultz was the one. I actually picked Justin Schultz for my roster. And then I believe Kempney was also unprotected. So, hey, it looks like they really didn't want to spend money on this team. Uh, I mean, they did go after guys in the $5 million range. But, I mean, Mark Giordano, possibly you could see him being the captain of the team, but you could also see him not playing on this roster. 
Yeah, I would have to say that my surprise pick here was Tyler Pitlick from the Arizona Coyotes. I really thought they were going to take Christian Fisher. Yeah. Considering Fisher is a young player, I just know that on a free agent market, you're going to have to pay. You're going to end up paying Christian Fisher. So I don't know why. Yeah. They they went with him, but. And this is Tyler Pitlick's fourth team. He was an Oiler. They went up to draft him. I'll never forget that draft. They took him and Cole, uh, Corey Potter didn't end up panning it. No. No, it's Colton Tubert is the one who got drafted in that year with Pitlick. They took him at like the end of the early in the second round. I think that was the 2010 draft when they drafted Hall. But regardless, this team is, I mean, this is not. Uh, it's great. not a contender. It's no, this team will be this team will be stacking top 10 draft picks for the next three years. Uh, we did see today they did sign Jaden Schwartz. They have about 30, almost. I think they have about 25 million left to spend see who they get there's been some crazy rumors that of players that they think they're going to sign one in particular which i really can't see him coming to seattle is gabriel landeskog i did see today that elliot friedman tweeted that the avalanche did offer a seven by seven uh deal which i think is pretty fair to gabriel landeskog considering nathan mckinnon only makes 6.25 million and he's a much better player he is a much better I, player. I get he's the captain and he's the tough motherfucker probably looking back right now he's probably the if they redrafted. He's above Nugent Hopkins, who went one. Um, but I, uh, I like the way he plays, but I don't think he deserves more than what he's been offered right now. And if they want to keep that team together in Colorado for a cup run, that's a contract he needs to sign. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I want to talk about their goalie situation. So they got Drieger, Vanacek, and then they picked up Joey Decord from Ottawa. Yep. I think Drieger's going to be there for the long haul. Yeah, and they also re-signed. They already signed him. Yep. So Drieger, they, I mean... Drieger was better than Bobrovsky last year, but I, I'm going to go with Florida's going to roll the dice with Spencer Knight as their one. And I thought for sure that there was a buyout coming for, I would have rather bought out Sergei Bobrovsky than Keith Yandel. But that buying out that contract yeah. and the amount of years that it's going to be a buyout for. Yeah. Unless he does something crazy <laughs> and he gets his contract terminated. Uh, yeah. That's a tough one for the uh, Florida Panthers to have to deal with for next few seasons. All right. So there we were planning on doing a live stream of the expansion draft, yeah. but that didn't really go to plan considering all the insiders were, were putting out the information on Twitter prior. So my question is, did ESPN or was it NHL? Who, who blew it? It's the NHL. You, they waited 10 hours once the, the rosters were in and they had guys flying into the Seattle for the, the, the showing of the team being drafted. Hate get as mad as you want with the reporters. They were just doing their jobs, and it's part of the probably that organization and other teams that's their fault because the NHL was pissed. That I mean, one person in particular, and the guy was the menace of it was Frank Saravalli. <laughs> you can't get mad at him. He's just doing his job. TSN, Sportsnet, all those ESPN, they were told not to leak anything. Frank Saravalli doesn't work for any of those companies anymore. He works for like Daily Faceoff, so he was just doing his job and. I blame the NHL here. I don't blame him. Yeah, I, would, I think you were just mad in the moment because you it was basically taken from you. That's why you're mad. But now looking back a week later, it's a different feeling where you're not as. I mean, no, but I think the the point that I'm trying to make here is that we were trying to do something with the draft, and it didn't end up working. So that's fair. But again. I yeah, I wanted to do it. We needed I wanted to do something to interact with people, but again, 
it, it is what it is. We, there's plenty of opportunity to do other things this year, so I'm not too worried about it. Uh, again, uh, I think the NHL is at fault here. Uh, they could have done a much better job about this, and they knew why couldn't the roster like why didn't um, why why couldn't they have just gone about this better? Where they're like maybe rosters had to be submitted by. 5 p.m. But they knew who players were coming. Well, that's the thing I was going to say. Like, of course, it's going to get leaked if you're flying the players. Out. Like, exactly. It's like, who, who do you know on the team? And you're just going to be like, oh. I mean, there were some obvious picks that you knew were coming. Like, let's be real. Like, who's an obvious pick in your opinion that was coming to this team? I mean, we all knew Drieger was coming to the team. I'm pretty sure Tanev was a guarantee. Um, Eberly, Eberly was a, was a pick. I, I mean, I'm still shocked the whole Adam Larson thing. I'm not even going to get into that because of an interview he gave about six weeks ago in Edmonton saying he loved it there. And the contract Larson signed was not that even like a big contract. So that I think Jamie Alexiak was a good one that they took out of Dallas, which is, I think, the obvious pick for they wanted to build out. Mark Giordano seemed like another one. So I think Ron Francis uh, is going to do a great job here. Uh, He's got a lot of time. Like, He's got five years of this team to manage, and he won't get fired in the next five years. Yeah, I mean, he shouldn't built, fire anybody yeah. in an expansion team, except if you're Gerard Gallant, then you're well, getting the can. If anything, look. <laughs> oh, we'll get into that in another a couple episodes about the whole Vegas shenanigans, but um, yeah, like I like I'm not I'm not uh, I don't hate the roster that he built, but we'll see we'll see what this roster is in a couple of years.